Good afternoon. I'm Leon Davis. It is Saturday, March the 30th, 2 p.m. Central Time. 2 p.m. Central Time. And I want to thank you very much for joining me for my podcast, Altitude Adjustment. This week, I want to talk a little bit about uh, implementing the why. Implementing the why, I think, is the most important question to ask because it adds context to all the other questions. It defines why we do the things that we do. It adds purpose to life and how we participate in it and how we see it. I'm going to talk about that coming up now. Welcome to Altitude Adjustment. So... Um, one of the things I like, uh, one of my favorite cereals, so I'm, I'm a, I eat cereal and one of my favorite cereals is Frosted Flakes or was Frosted Flakes and, uh, Frosted Flakes, uh, I would slice up some bananas, I just pour some milk on it and I, and I was done. I didn't have to do anything else to it. It was quick. It was easy and it was enjoyable. And the, uh, I want to say the health craze uh, came along. And so, so one of the things about Frosted Flakes is that Frosted Flakes, all it is, all it, all the Frosted Flakes is, is corn flakes with sugar on it. And there was a big movement to eliminate the amount of sugar that was on Frosted Flakes. And, so I was disappointed um, Kellogg's decided to reduce the amount of frosting on the flakes and it be just basically became um, frost uh, corn flakes with a, a slight glaze and it didn't taste the same and it wasn't the same product. Um, so I thought about um there are a couple of ways that that problem could have been resolved. One was the company was uh, inundated, I think, with um, requests to reduce the amount of sugar. And they responded. Uh, and I think another way that that could have been uh, handled was if you didn't want the, f- the sugar on your frosted flakes, you get some cornflakes and add the amount of sugar that you'd like. Um, and so that was how we, uh, choose to attack a problem and why we choose to attack it that particular way. Um, working to get the company to change rather than making an adjustment for yourself and having that reflect your values. Um, so I was not able to enjoy my frosted flakes in the way that they were because someone else decided to make the company change how they did things. And I bought my frosted flakes on a, you know, regular basis and I ate my frosted flakes. Um, it was how I chose to support that product. Um, I didn't, when the company decided to, for a while, they had two types. They had um, the low sugar, and then they had the, the normal. And I guess um, the no sugar 
though the low sugar won out. So, so maybe the process did work, but I thought uh, I felt cheated out of something because um, it was um, approached that way that people wanted to change the company's behavior rather than um, you know ask for. And I could be wrong. Um, it was just my understanding that the, the the company was petitioned for having too much sugar in its cereal. And um, so democracy is, is that the louder voices tend to get heard. But um, so understanding with the idea behind the show is, is why do we do that? Why, how, why do we pick the methods that we use to um, get things done. Now, um, recently, there was a video of a, a shooting and um, a shooting at a Muslim church. And the video was live streamed. A person you know, walked through the the church and was killing people and uh, it, it, they videotaped the whole thing. Now the videotape was taken down immediately. Um, tech companies were um, either uh, bashed or expected to do the censoring. And so the videos was taken down and uh, some people got to see it. Some people didn't get to see it. I didn't get to see it. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that coming up, but um, we are pushing for companies to be the censor, to be the arbiter of what information we get, what information we don't get, how we get that information and and my question then is why do we do it that way um, because I think it does not benefit us in the long run and and here's why I'll say this um, I did not get to watch the video of the shooting um, I know it was out there but it was taken down um, in our society there are events that occur that and with the advent of cell phone in your pocket or a camera in your pocket, um, video camera, basically in your pocket, um, there is tons of video out there that are about everyday life and about the you, the difficulties or some of the challenges that we face just in everyday life. People uh, attacking people in um, in buses or trains and things of that nature. Um, and people are pushing companies to do the moderating for us, uh, moderating political content. Um, and, I, and, and that's problematic in that. So it takes away the responsibility of the individual to look and discern information and what is what that information provides how it can be useful um, so a small group of people 
then are in control of the information that you get and how that information is shared. Um, the Vietnam War ended because of people saw the horrific pictures. They saw the videos. They saw um, what war looks like. And it brought a deeper sense of understanding about what was happening. And people realized that was not the place we should have been. Now, I understand that uh, there are people who um, glorify death or, or glorify shootings and killings. And so the concern in some cases may be that if we allow that kind of content, that we're encouraging that kind of behavior. And um, I, I asked the question, have we had less shootings, less mass shootings because we avoid showing that content um, in our society? Uh, our, we have uh, law, agents, law enforcement agencies and their job is to go through uh, videos like that and find ways to help uh, mitigate the problem in the future to uh, find out, you know, what is the best way to handle that in the future. Um, it helps us design better buildings to avoid those kinds of situations. But <clears throat> our um, law enforcement agencies, I, I, we have numbers of them and I don't know how much time they spend, you know, combing those videos for that kind of information. And the assumption is if we just leave it up to the um, police department or if we leave it up to the legal authorities, that they will come up with the best conclusion. And the first thing I say is, is that the more eyes that we have on something, the more likely we are to, to spot fine details, to come up with better ways to um, address issues because we have more brain power associated with it. So, um, if we have, so if more people are able to see the video, it, it brings into context, uh, some of the, the difficulties that we have, we face in our society and, but it, it gives us an opportunity who, who knows how many people may decide to go into law enforcement because they see this tragedy. Um, and, and it sparks in them a desire to be a, a, a force for good, a solution. Um, videos like, like this give us context to statistics. So if I said, you know, 3000 people died in um, Afghanistan or 3000 soldiers died in Afghanistan, that's, that's, this or visually or in your mind, you can, you, you know, that 3000 people is a lot of people. Um, and, and you know that they died, but if I show you how they died, and I'm not just talking about the emotional aspect of it, there is going to be that emotional reaction, but there's also going to be 
a visualization of understanding the horrors of what are happening, the you know what people are experiencing on a on a real life level. It adds depth to your understanding of three thousand people dying in war. It adds an understanding of um, what people are experiencing when we you know go into Afghanistan, when we go into Iran, um, thinking that um, we're we're just gonna run in there and, and the Iraqis are going to lay down their weapons and accept uh, defeat from us that, that people will fight to protect themselves and the, and, and gives us pause to understand that it's not a simple um, thing to, to, to do, to go to war or to use violence or to use guns or weapons or uh, things of that nature, use force always in trying to resolve issues. And it may, you know, if I, I have noticed that there is a scrubbing of uh, videos where people are, are seen in tragic events where um, um, people are seen, you know, after an, an accident um, where there may be serious injuries, um, it's not it's not there to to cause fear. It is there to cause if you if you see the results of traveling 80 or 90 miles an hour and striking a building, it gives you context. The next time you think of joyriding and traveling 89 miles an hour and that there's not going to be any real consequences associated with that. And if we react viscerally, if we react and we say, <clears throat> um, we're going to scrub all of that, we're going to scrub all of the, the horrors and all of the mangled, the, the, the mangled bodies and we're going to scrub the the most difficult aspects of life from us <clears throat> then how do we expect to be able to add uh, um, context add understanding to what the consequences of or are behaving in a certain way um we have in our society right now um, people not willing to listen to each other about about gun violence and and the difficulty of that and the the um, I don't want to I don't want to try to be too graphic um, but but if we if we just discuss things in pure numbers um, we only we don't see the human aspect of it 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 leaves a lasting impression how many of us have experienced um, witnessing someone um, whose body has been pierced by bullets um, and yet we're we have to make a decision on how we approach guns in our society without any real context to 
what that entails. We only we have to go on sheer raw numbers and we have to I think we have to see some of the human cost. We have to see life as it really is. And so. If we continue to scrub all of the real life from what we see and what we deal with on a daily basis, um, how effective are we going to be at assessing dangerous situations or, or, or situations where uh, it requires a level of recognition or understanding of the impact that those actions are having. So we have a discussion about about guns and I'm not I'm just picking guns because um, I think there is a real useful um, aspect of the discussion that includes understanding how gun violence impacts real people in real ways. And as long as we don't see the horrors of it, and I don't want to just make it the horrors when we don't have the full um, context in which it affects our society, how people deal with that afterwards. We've all, or most of us have experienced deep loss in some cases, but um, is, is the deep loss different when we know that it could have been prevented? Um, if we know that there were things that we could have done to avoided situations, but if we don't use the full context of things, if we don't um, um, if we've scrubbed everything so that we only get the sanitized version, then when we go to make decisions, we're going to make those decisions based on the sanitized version and never um equate the full weight of what the decision is that we're trying to make. And so I'm not necessarily advocating for show anything and everything. I'm saying let's not scrub everything from our uh, society so that we do have some context so that we do have something more than just statistics to make decisions on um, statistics does not give us um, all of the pain, all of the uh, challenges um, that that we face that are that need to be a part of that discussion. But by having those something else to help fill out and round out the discussion, it gives us a better opportunity of understanding the urgency or the necessariness of um the weight of our our decisions um as as i mentioned we we have um law enforcement and law enforcement can only give so much time to so many different things 
Um, we only have so many officers and while there are thousands of them, the, their time is spent um, doing other things. We have an opportunity that we can use additional resources, um, people who want to get in law enforcement, who who have time to uh, parse these videos, to look for um, things that can be useful in the future or or help uh, solve a case. Um, those things are available to us unless we continue to um, um, scrub all of the life from what we see and hear. I, I can understand I've, uh, we've had some issues with art. Um, what constitutes art and um, um, so recently uh, um, Kathy Griffin uh, was attacked I mean and her whole life changed um, because of uh, she presented a fake severed head um, and so the idea was not just so we understand that she was telling a joke. We understand some people understand that she was um, probably went out further than a lot of people would have liked. But but was that um, we've scrubbed the concept of uh, blood and and dismemberment from our uh, society to the point of it did not matter the context. It did not matter um, her history as a, a comedian. It did a, nothing mattered except for the fact that what she did was not scrubbed. If 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 someone had just said um, she had a severed a plastic or a, a rubber severed head, there more than likely would not have been that big of an issue. If we didn't scrub all of the life's life happening from our society, when she showed that we could have dealt more with, um, was it appropriate? Um, what was, you know, what was being said? What, what was she communicating? Was her frustration real? Was her was her frustration? We could have gotten deeper, but rather than get deeper, we scrub everything. We 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 take out anything that may be harsh or that may be difficult to deal with. And so I say, if we keep scrubbing the difficulty out of our lives, when will we be able to? deal with difficulty when will we when we will be able to uh, recognize that life isn't clean and pretty and um, uh, goes really well and nothing bad happens and everybody is a wonderful person um, 
people who want to do mass shootings. So, so let me go back and attack some of the whys or one of the whys. One of the things that has been attributed to um, how we have covered cover mass shootings is we don't want to give them recognition, which is what they want. Um, so the question to me becomes, why is recognition? Why is celebrity such a priority that people would be willing to mass murder to become a celebrity? What does celebrity bring us in our society? Why does celebrity hold such a prominent place in our society? Period. I think that answering that question might give us depth into understanding um, how to create a better society um, that where we can face the reality of life and present ourselves with material or um, the tools that we need to create a better, more perfect society. Um, without necessarily the fear and angst that we may further encourage um, behavior that we want to avoid. Um, so, so asking the questions, why? Why do we do what we do um, can help us better add, as I, I, I like to say, depth, uh, context, to, to what we do and how we do it. I want to thank you very much for taking the time to join me this afternoon. Hopefully, um, I at least sparked an opportunity for you to ask some questions why. Most people that um, know me um, know probably the first thing I do is ask why. And why do you think that? Why do you, why do you say that? Uh, and I've gotten to, into quite a, a lot of uh, difficulty in, in uh causing people to look at me in a, a less than favorable manner uh, because I always ask why I want to know wh what is your motivation? What is your reason for uh, thinking that or believing that um, beyond just, uh, you know, cold facts? I want to understand uh, why you think we should do this or why would you think, why do you believe those things? So to help better under, to help me better understand uh, you and, and the way you behave, hopefully I've ins inspired someone to at least start asking more questions about why and adding greater purpose to how we approach uh, things in our society. Uh, so that'll wrap things up for this week. Um, the podcast is streamed live each week right here on YouTube uh, or on YouTube because you may be listening to this on uh, one of the podcast uh, sites that I've uploaded to. Um, you are also encouraged to uh, participate, ask any questions or include your thoughts in the, in the uh, podcast. 
Um, I'd like to do it live so that uh, you have a chance to participate and ask me questions while I'm talking. The, to, to become a participant and be on the show, just um, add altitude adjustment as a contact. You can do it via Skype at thelionsden.stl at gmail.com on Google. The, also at thelionsden.stl at gmail.com. Make sure you f- you're, uh, take the opportunity to friend me on Instagram, Pinterest, Facebook, and YouTube. Uh, you Either Leon Davis Jr. or um, the Lions Den STL. Be sure to look for this and other episodes where you listen to podcasts. And remember that your likes and shares are internet gold. So like and share this podcast where you find it. Always be cool, be calm, and above all, be careful. Look out for the other guy because they may not be looking out for you.